0: Welcome to Aches and Gains, a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, pain specialist at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Pain has reached epidemic proportions, and chronic pain affects a staggering 25% or more of the population. Its human impact is real and is felt by infants, children, all the way to older adulthood. But there's hope and there's treatment. This show offers compelling stories of those who found relief, and offers insight into treatments that can ease pain and human suffering. Arthritis causes joint inflammation and pain. Osteoarthritis is one of the most common disabling diseases in developed countries. Over the age of 60, about 10% of men and 18% of women have symptoms. In fact, 80% of patients with osteoarthritis have restrictions in movement, and a fourth of those patients cannot perform their activities of daily living. Despite appropriate treatment, many people continue to experience pain that interferes with both their physical function and psychological well-being. Lois Pike, an author and public speaker, joins us and describes how she's moved beyond the burden of osteoarthritis to become, as she puts it, a survivor in every sense of the word. Dr. Mark Hotchberg, head of the Division of Rheumatology at the University of Maryland, then provides us with cutting-edge information on treatments.
1: Aches and Gains is sponsored by King Pharmaceuticals, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Neurogesics, and Boston Scientific. Aches and Gains is also available live online. Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul Christo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Christo, especially for upcoming shows, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com.
0: Lois Pike is an author and public speaker. She's written two books, Embracing Life, Living with Chronic Pain, and Healing Hope. She joins us today to share her story of osteoarthritis. Lois, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Tell us about your new book.
2: Yes. It's entitled Healing Hope. It's written in a light poetry format, and it offers um, folks who suffer with osteoarthritis and many other uh, ailments uh, a way to kind of deal with the general aches and pains of the day, and it imparts some motivational uh, spiritual guidelines to um, embracing, embracing one's life.
0: That sounds very helpful. When did your symptoms of osteoarthritis begin?
2: Oh, I started with osteoarthritis probably back in the 80s. Um, And I had previously suffered some fractures, and uh, the fractures all were in uh, joints. I have fractured my right shoulder, my left elbow, my sacroiliac joint twice, and my left hand. And consequently, as a result of that and built up scar tissue, and inflammation. Um, My osteoarthritis is pretty severe. Wow,
0: so you fractured several bones in your body from osteoporosis, it sounds like.
2: Well, um, my spine is full of osteoarthritis. I think um, maybe part of it is the previous fractures. I'm also a fairly um, thin-boned, not overly giant female. Um, I'm about five foot five and Tip in on a good day around 118 pounds. So I don't like to think of myself as frail, rather I think of myself as small but mighty.
0: (laughs) Lois, tell us, where in your body is the pain the most severe?
2: It's severe in all of my large joints and constantly in my spine.
0: And Lois, how has it impacted your life?
2: I was a former paralegal And I retired in 2003 due to severe chronic pain. A couple of years ago, I decided I felt well enough by using um, a lot of homeopathic methods for dealing with the pain to go out and get myself a part-time job in women's fashion, which I, I just love.
0: That's fabulous. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. I am um, no longer permitted to run the vacuum. Um, that's that's kind of a deadly experience. It's taken me a very long time to understand this, but rest is not a dirty four-letter word.
0: At the same time, Lois, it seems as though the osteoarthritic pain has allowed you to do some pretty positive things in life.
2: It's uh, allowed me to lead a uh, chronic pain support group to mix and mingle with other people and kind of spread the theory that when you plant seeds of hope in people, wonderful things spring to life.
0: Lois, tell us how movement affects your pain.
2: Uh, Movement does improve pain. My doctors are kind of amazed at what I am able to do. I do um, work out at the gym, at our local gym. I'm not using great big heavy monster weights, but um, I do exercise my joints and i do a fair amount of walking believe it or not uh you know i wake up and my hips are you know throbbing and i find that movement really helps i'm doing uh quite a bit of strength training um also i'm limited because i've had um fractured joints so i have to you know be careful i also have what they call hypermobility my joints tend to be over rotated and they don't seem to be set right on my body, <laughs> and, and and so they tend to flare up uh, more than probably the normal person's joints would.
0: That's got to be difficult. Lois, tell us about the medicines you're taking to help reduce your pain.
2: The only medication that I currently take for pain is Cymbalta. I do take sleep medication so that I'm able to get some good REM sleep, which is imperative for getting up and doing anything. And that's about it. I have scripts for um hydrocodone, and I can honestly tell you I can't remember the last time I took that.
0: Lois, I'm really happy to hear that you're getting relief from the Cymbalta. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Cymbalta and other treatments that you found effective. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul Christo, and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is sponsored by King Pharmaceuticals, a leading pharmaceutical company focused in specialty-driven markets, including pain management, and dedicated to improving and protecting quality of life for people around the world. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Christo, especially for upcoming shows, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com.
0: Welcome back to Aches and Gains. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. Lois, I've used Cymbalta on many patients with uh, musculoskeletal pain. And in fact, it's recently approved for use in patients with musculoskeletal disorders. Some patients have felt that it's been remarkably effective. Others have felt like it hasn't helped at all. What's your experience?
2: I get a lot of relief. It greatly reduces the amount of pain, improves my mood, And I'm much better able to function on a more normal basis.
0: So Lois, the Cymbalta sounds like it helps with your spinal pain and joint pain. Tell us what other treatments you're using for your osteoarthritis.
2: It does. I have tried acupuncture. For me, it didn't particularly have any major effect. But massage therapy on a regular basis is uh, truly a a blessing. What
0: about hydrocodone? You mentioned it earlier. Does it help?
2: It does. Um, The side effects, unfortunately, are, you know, really not pleasant. I kind of have um, almost an angry side effect to it. And of course, constipation is just the worst. I don't think that it actually fixes the cause. I think it just masks the symptoms a bit.
0: What's your experience with some of the topical anti-inflammatory medicines like diclofenac gel or diclofenac solution and how about some homeopathic remedies?
2: I do use arnica cream that's a homeopathic um, remedy as well and I will often use that on you know sore joints and find it uh, very effective. Trameal is another brand that I will use, and I know that it contains um, Arnica in it as well. When the barometer is moving, usually dropping, and living in New England, it's uh, quite a challenge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've lived in New England as well, and it can be pretty cold there. Lois, I'm curious, have you tried any steroid injections into the knee or shoulder?
2: Uh, Haven't used it in the knee yet, more in the shoulder areas but I only use that as a last resort.
0: Have you made any dietary changes to help relieve your arthritic pain?
2: Absolutely. High protein works for me. I probably could be a vegetarian if it weren't for pork, but um, (laughs) I eat chicken, fish, Greek yogurt, greens, a lot of vegetables. I also take omega-3 fish oil, and I take calcium and vitamin D. Uh, Every other day, I have a friend that I walk with, and when the weather's nice, we log in about seven and a half miles. And and if I'm not doing that, I'm doing um, some weight training at the gym.
0: Good for you. That's an impressive exercise regimen. I have patients with osteoarthritic pain who uniformly tell me that Tylenol simply just does not do the trick. What is your
2: experience? Um, It doesn't really do much. (laughs) It does not really do much at all. So far, I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of reading. If I'm focusing on something positive, it's really, really helpful.
0: Lois, you mentioned how effective massage and walking have been for you. How about yoga or Pilates?
2: There are both very useful, uh, useful excuse me, and useful um, for me. The, the stretching is uh, extremely important. Uh, I think Pilates and yoga both tend to calm the body and calm one's mind, and in that state of being, you tend to be uh, not so much focused on pain.
0: Lois, what's enabled you to regain your sense of self and pushed you to have such a positive outlook on life?
2: As I like to say to my doctors, I subscribe to the Goya principle, and my physician at the University of Connecticut says, well, well, what is that? And I said, it's get off your arse. I am involved with people when I felt good enough in 2009 to, you know, to go out and get this part-time job, which was totally out of my field I don't even consider it going to work. I consider it going to play.
0: Lois, before we close, what's the most important bit of advice you can share for anyone suffering from osteoarthritis?
2: I think interaction with other people, staying positively focused. I know that our support groups um, are not gripe sessions. We share ideas with one another about what to do, what works for me, what works for you. And we all share Um, the good things.
0: Lois, thanks for sharing your valuable insights today on Aches and Gains.
2: Thank you very much. It was my pleasure to join you.
0: When we come back, Dr. Mark Hotchberg joins us. He'll share cutting-edge information on treatments for osteoarthritis. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is sponsored by Endo Pharmaceuticals, a U.S.-based specialty healthcare solutions company that delivers innovative diagnostics, drugs, devices, and clinical data to meet the needs of patients in areas such as pain, urology, oncology, and endocrinology. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulcristomd.com. That's paulcristomd.com.
0: And we're back with Dr. Mark Hochberg, head of the Division of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at the University of Maryland School of Medicine. His research focuses on osteoarthritis and osteoporosis, Dr. Hochberg, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Give us a global view of how many people suffer from osteoarthritis. Uh,
3: approximately 15% of adults in the United States, or 45 million people, have symptoms of osteoarthritis in one or more joints. If one looked worldwide, uh, this would translate certainly into... Uh, if not several hundred millions, uh, perhaps one billion or more people.
0: That's a huge number. Is it more common in men or women?
3: Symptomatic osteoarthritis uh, occurs more often in women than in men uh, in the United States, uh, except within younger individuals uh, below the age of 40 uh, for osteoarthritis in the hip joints, where the disease occurs approximately equally between men and women. But otherwise, osteoarthritis is primarily a disease of women.
0: What does the science tell us about the reason that women are more prone to osteoarthritis compared to men?
3: We specifically don't know why. The hypotheses that have been proposed uh, relate to a protective effect of um, sex hormones, uh, particularly estrogen. After the uh, menopause, uh, women have a greater risk of developing osteoarthritis. Uh, particularly in the hands as well as in the knees.
0: Mark, take us inside an arthritic joint. What's happening?
3: A joint is where uh, two bones come together. Uh, The ends of the bones are covered by a tissue which is called cartilage, uh, and then the joint itself uh, represents these two ends of the bones covered with cartilage, uh, which are then connected together uh, by a capsule, and the capsule is lined by a membrane called synovium. So in osteoarthritis, the cartilage uh, undergoes changes where the surface becomes irregular. And then over time, the cartilage develops ulcers and then full thickness defects all the way down to the bone. Mm. A decrease in thickness, a decrease in volume, and an actual loss of cartilage. The bone undergoes remodeling, uh, but then underneath that thickened bone, the bone actually can become thinner or weaker and develop features similar to osteoporosis. Small areas of fractures of the bone um, which lead to remodeling and are part of the component of pain. The synovium which lines the inside of the capsule can become inflamed and can release increasing amounts of fluid causing the joint to swell uh, as well as release mediators which uh, sensitize nerve endings which can produce pain. So. All the tissues of the joint can be involved in osteoarthritis.
0: You know, I've used that same description for patients. When we come back, we'll talk about what kind of pain patients with osteoarthritis actually feel. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is sponsored by Neurogesics, a biopharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing novel pain management therapies. Aches and Gains is also available live online. Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul Christo, and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains.
0: And we're back. Mark, in your practice, how do patients typically describe their pain?
3: Typically, uh, people develop a a mild to moderate pain, which is worse with standing, worse with activity, and improved with rest or sitting if they have lower extremity joints involved. Uh, We know from some recent studies uh, conducted by one of my colleagues in Canada that most patients will have one or two types of pain. One pain is the sort of constant pain, which is the aching discomfort. Uh, and then they may have an intermittent sharp pain, which if it occurs while walking in a weight-bearing joint, such as the hip or the knee, uh, might cause them to stop and you know, try and immediately rest in order to relieve that severe intermittent sharp pain.
0: In addition to being overweight or obese, what are some of the important risk factors for the development of arthritis?
3: Having a previous history of a joint injury, having a a family member that has osteoarthritis. There's, in fact, a very strong genetic uh, predisposition to this. And then having uh, abnormalities in the shape of the bones that make up the joint, uh, which can be inherited Uh, particularly involving the hip joint.
0: And how about any occupational hazards?
3: There are, for osteoarthritis of the knee, um, occupations which require a lot of kneeling, uh, bending, heavy lifting, uh, going up and down stairs uh, multiple times during the day, uh, which could include going up and down ladders as well, uh, predisposed to the development of osteoarthritis. Hmm. Um, Some uh, jobs which involve um, power grip, uh... and repetitive use of the hands at work may uh... Predispose to the development of osteoarthritis of the hands and then whenever people get osteoarthritis in atypical joints such as the elbows shoulders or ankles uh... one has to think not only of a previous injury but also an unusual occupational activity.
0: Dr. Hotchberg, last year the Arthritis Foundation made some recommendations to help us prevent the development of osteoarthritis. What are those recommendations?
3: The three leading recommendations that they made were, one, to uh, try and prevent obesity, uh, or among people who are overweight, uh, to encourage weight loss through healthy nutrition as well as physical activity. The second recommendation was actually to maintain physical activity uh, or improve physical activity levels. It turns out that among people with osteoarthritis, the majority are sedentary. They engage in no physical activity at all, uh, and only a minority, less than 10%, meet the uh, Centers for Disease Control recommendations. Uh, for vigorous activity of uh, 30 minutes, at least five days per week. And then the third is to try and avoid joint injury. So either not engage in uh, sporting and recreational activity, which would increase the risk of injury, or if one does engage in those activities, uh, try and uh, prevent injury uh, through appropriate Um, preparation as well as equipment.
0: I'm aware of some of the studies that you've done at your Center of Integrative Medicine. Tell us first about the benefits of acupuncture.
3: We find that this is of benefit for relieving pain and improving function in people with a knee osteoarthritis. And we currently recommend this for people who have moderate to severe disease, uh, who are at the stage where they might be recommended for a total joint replacement, but are either unwilling to undergo the surgery or their surgeon is reluctant to perform it because of other medical reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel the same uh, is appropriate for uh, Tai Chi and other types of mind-body therapies for management of pain.
0: Moving on to some of the pharmacologic therapies, which of many, in your experience and based on the science, have been shown to be the most effective?
3: Uh, People will be started initially on acetaminophen or Tylenol in people who don't respond to Tylenol they're usually candidates for what are called nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs but in general NSAIDs are moderately effective uh, for most patients with osteoarthritis Uh, we also will uh, occasionally inject joints with solutions of corticosteroids and for knee osteoarthritis some physicians will inject preparations of hyaluronic acid and finally in some patients We will use uh, opioid analgesics when they have, you know, contraindications to other medications and when they have moderate to severe pain, which limits their function and quality of life.
0: And speaking of quality of life, at what point should we consider joint replacement?
3: When their quality of life is reduced to the point that it's not acceptable to them. What's important is that they see an orthopedic surgeon who is well-trained in performing joint replacements, performs several of these each month, meaning that they perform many each year, and they get their joint replaced in a hospital where this is a common procedure.
0: Mark, before we close, tell us about new treatments in development for osteoarthritis.
3: These include uh, treatments that are focused on pain, and one that might be familiar with to the listeners uh, is a antibody to what's called nerve growth factor, there are also a number of trials of uh, drugs in order to be structural modifying, so prevent structural progression of osteoarthritis.
0: Dr. Hochberg, thank you very much for joining us today on
3: Aches and Gains. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for asking me.
1: Tune in next time when we explore another interesting topic on Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is sponsored by King Pharmaceuticals, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Neurogesics, and Boston Scientific. Aches and Gains is also available live online. Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul Christo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com.
0: Now let's go right to mail. Justine in Augusta, Georgia writes, What do you do about knots in your neck and back? I have them all the time, and sometimes they're so bad you can actually see them. Well, Justine, musculoskeletal injury, stress, or strain can cause the muscles to tense and contract. This causes myofascial pain or muscular pain. We can insert a thin needle into the muscle and inject a small amount of local anesthetic to help reduce this pain. Sometimes, a short course of muscle relaxants can help if the muscles are in spasm. Heat is also beneficial. And here we have a question from Sophie in Chicago. Illinois. Boy, do I have neck problems. I was in a car accident in 2006 and suffered whiplash. Please help. Well, Sophie, whiplash injury can cause damage to the facet joints of the neck. They allow for motion of the spine while limiting excessive motion. These joints have nerves that provide sensation to them, and pain specialists can perform diagnostic nerve blocks in the neck. Patients who report good relief can then have a radiofrequency ablation procedure performed that's more therapeutic and longer lasting. Consider seeing a pain specialist for diagnosis and treatment. Medicines like Tramadol, certain antidepressants or a TENS unit may also be helpful.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. Aches and Gains is also available live online. Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Eric Vore and Dr. Paul Christo. Ty Ford is the audio engineer. And Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.